to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Today, we're going to talk about... um, what I would better describe as a hypothesis as to why some women are having a really hard time with their ovaries. And this could be in the context of having issues with fertility. Um, This could also be in the context of having issues with um, menopause, let's say going through menopause too early or Uh, suffering menopause. And this could also be in the context of having um, menstrual irregularity. So basically, you know, if you have a condition that's affecting the ovaries, this will affect uh, your hormones. And depending on what stage of your life you're at, whether you are, um, you know, navigating your menstrual cycles, um, trying to get pregnant, um, or going through menopause, you know, in a graceful way, this theory can actually be quite eye-opening. And I came across this theory when I was doing my functional medicine certification, and it was oh so briefly mentioned, but it really caught my attention because it's a completely different way of thinking about how it is that our ovaries can be negatively affected um, by what's going on in our bodies. Okay, so here's here's what it is. What it is is that. There's a number of studies showing that in uh, mammals, so like in mice, in cows, for example, there's this condition where um, this molecule called lipopolysaccharide or LPS, this molecule is produced by um, certain kinds of bacteria, okay? And now the thing to understand is that in a healthy human, we are meant to have bacteria inside of our gut and we're supposed to have the right amount and the right kind of bacteria and the lining of our gut is supposed to be pretty intact i mean it's it's supposed to be somewhat permeable like we're supposed to allow our digested nutrients and foods to come in to the body and uh but we're supposed to keep other things out of the body like the bacteria and some of the you know, breakdown products that the bacteria make, um, we don't want to be going into our body. And so the lining of our gut is kind of like a coffee filter, um, you know, keeping the coffee crud out and letting the soup of, you know, the coffee um, water filter through. So we want to keep the bacteria out of the body and we want to let the nutrients filter through. And what can happen, as I've already mentioned before, is that um, due to certain issues happening in the body, we can develop what's called a leaky gut or increased intestinal permeability is what the doctors prefer to use for that term. And that can cause um, certain things to get into the body that are not meant to get in, including these molecules that are made by these bacteria called lipopolysaccharides or LPS. 
I know Dr. Stephen Gundry once called it like a little piece of shit. And I, I just think that's funny because it is a good way to remember it, LPS. And what the research shows is that in mammals like cows and mice, when that um, LPS gets into the bloodstream, and in the cases of these studies, it can come from the gut, and it can also come from, example, from like an infection in the uterus, like any sort of infection in the body. But in the case of humans, it's more likely going to occur at the level of the gut, inside the gut. And that can be because of things that imbalance our microbiome, our bacteria, such as processed foods, um, you know, overuse of antibiotics, um, overuse of anti-inflammatory medications that really kind of upset the balance of our microbiome. And you can have an overgrowth of these bacteria and then they overproduce these um, LPS. And if you've been um, unknowingly harming your gut through the use of, you know, eating processed foods or too much sugar um, or too much alcohol, um, you know, or foods that don't agree with your system, like inflammatory foods, like for some people that might be gluten or corn or eggs or dairy. And that irritates the gut lining, causes the leaky gut, and things start to seep into the body. Well, it's super fascinating that um, there's research showing that in mammals, um, when that LPS gets into the bloodstream, it can actually travel through the body and it'll have different effects through the body. And it can actually affect the ovaries. And what it can do is it actually changes the functioning of the ovaries. So the ovaries start to produce um, a different kind of combination of hormones as a result of being exposed to LPS. And this is not good, actually. So it, it, it can do things like it changes the ability to make hormones. So it no longer is even making hormones the way it should. So it can't do the things like it, it sometimes won't even ovulate properly. So now you have a reason to not have, um, to not be fertile is because there's this molecule floating around in your blood that could be affecting your ovaries, causing it to not even be able to properly ovulate. And in these studies with these mammals, they showed that even in those that can ovulate, let's say it's not, that's not the issue, you're still ovulating, that the ovaries can't produce um, subsequent hormones like progesterone in enough amounts and for long enough to sustain the pregnancy. So uh, you, get to, you get into like a progesterone deficiency which um, will, you know, in the medical terms, it's a luteal phase deficiency. So you'll notice, you may notice people who have issues with progesterone production is that their periods um, become kind of short between the ovulation phase and the menstruation phase. So overall, the period is shorter, the, the menstrual cycle is shorter. Um, or you might, um, you know, get pregnant, but not be able to maintain your pregnancy. Um, and also progesterone is our like feel good chill hormone. So if we are not producing enough progesterone, we start to feel pretty shitty actually, you know, it's, it's not a good feeling to not have your chill hormone in, um, the right amounts for your body being produced. So even if you're not menstruating and you're not, um, trying to get pregnant, um, you want to have really good progesterone production, you know? And when you start to fail, uh, when the ovaries start to fail in making their hormones, that's when the adrenal glands have to pick up the slack. And that's menopause. Basically, menopause is when the uh, ovaries 
um, are kind of retiring and the adrenal glands are picking up the job and, and now producing, you know, the progesterone, the estrogen, the testosterone. Um, and depending on when this happens and how this happens, the transition might not be a pretty transition. And that can be experienced by some women as early menopause or quite suffering through menopause or uh, like a menopausal, perimenopausal period that lasts for years, sometimes 10, 15 years until the adrenal glands are, you know, primed to take over the job a little bit better, so to speak. Um, so it's interesting because this hypothesis is a very interesting one. First of all, this, this has been shown to happen in these mammal um, studies because why? Because you know, the researchers are able to like take the blood and then take the ovaries from these animals and dissect them out and study the ovaries and, and actually see what's happening. Like obviously no human is going to, um, volunteer for that particular study to like have their ovaries, you know, dissected and pieces taken out and studied. So sometimes we do have to, well, oftentimes we have to rely on mammal studies to better understand what's going on in humans. And this is a big one. Um, I think this is a big one to pay attention to because what it means is that you could be having issues with your menstrual cycle, with your fertility and with your menopause that actually er the problem originates at the level of the gut, at the, the health of the gut, the, the health of the lining of your gut, the health of your microbiome. And so like what I, for example, had, um, quite a few issues with fertility at the beginning when I, um, so I, right now, as we speak, um, my eldest son is six and a half. So, um, about eight and a half years ago, I was starting to try to get pregnant and it took me two years. And, you know, I did the usual, like trying my best and then tracking my ovulation. And then, and then I went to a fertility clinic and I didn't end up having to do the in vitro. I, I did manage to get pregnant before that. Um, but during those two years, I did a lot of research into like, why, why is this happening to me? Like, you know, I, I thought I was a pretty healthy person. I thought I ate pretty good foods. However, little did I know that I actually wasn't eating in the healthiest way possible for my body. I was eating what was like, what's the standard American diet paradigm of healthy eating, which actually I've learned does not serve most human bodies, which is probably why we're seeing, a, um, you know, a preponderance of issues popping up in our population. Like the proof is in the population, so to speak. So it took me like identifying um, the foods that I was sensitive to, that I had sensitivities to. Um, it took me doing an elimination diet um, to figure that out. It took me eating for hormonal balance. It took me um, taking targeted supplements to help heal the lining of my gut because I did have leaky gut. One sign, um, and I'll keep mentioning this over and over again because sometimes we need to hear it. Uh, one sign of having leaky gut is that you have multiple food sensitivities because really like the food should not be crossing the lining of your gut in an intact way that would trigger a sensitivity in the body. So if you're getting food sensitivities in your tissues, that means that the lining of your gut is not intact and food is coming in um, not properly fully digested. And so your body's reacting to those undigested particles. So when I did my blood testing for food sensitivities, it was like, I had so many food sensitivities. And then when I did the elimination diet, as I eliminated certain foods, my body just um, kind of started to be able to heal itself because it wasn't being triggered by all these foods. But then I also had to heal the lining of my gut so that I could then reintroduce these foods again because it's not appropriate to be on an extremely restricted diet for you know your whole life. 
there are some foods that for me, I won't be able to go back to, I know, because they're kind of my primary triggers. So dairy, for example, for me, um, and eggs seem to still be an issue and, and cacao for whatever reason just doesn't do well with my system. Um, but I, you know, what I do is I just repeat the elimination diet once a year to really like see where my body is at because it changes all the time. So if you're someone who's suffering from menopausal disturbances, menstrual disturbances, um, even polycystic ovarian syndrome, things like that, fertility issues, um, you know, it, it'll probably be really hard to truly heal what you have, like, you know, without the use of medications, like without the, without the use of oral contraceptives, but to actually get to the root cause without taking some kind of look at the, at the health of your gut and your digestion. And what it is that has caused this issue is, is a combination of processed foods, of too much sugar, not paying attention to your food sensitivities, you know, the use of antibiotics um, in the past and having to heal the gut from that, uh, the use of anti-inflammatories for pain management, you know, all those kinds of things. Also toxins from our environment, obviously, um, is a big one. So I think it's empowering to have this kind of knowledge because it gives you something to look at and something to work on and something to address. And the nice thing is that unlike a medication, this approach to health has no side effects. It has no negative effects. Um, you know, if you take an oral contraceptive pill, we know, for example, to, to heal your hormone issues, we know that they cause, um, they drain certain nutrients and cause nutrient deficiencies in the body, like B vitamin, nutrients, zinc, magnesium. Um, they can actually stop your brain from communicating with your ovaries properly. So there's like a brain ovary miscommunication that develops over time. Um, so these, you know, these drugs are, um, they can be helpful in the short term to kind of make you feel better, but really they should just be giving you the opportunity to start diving into these other areas of health. And like Hippocrates says, all disease begins and ends in the gut. And isn't it fascinating that it is possible to induce a state of inflammation in the ovaries? Because that's, that's actually what's happening is the ovaries become inflamed as a result of these molecules getting into the body through the gut lining that are not supposed to be getting in through the gut lining and thereby causing this like problem with inflammation in the body that can even affect the ovaries. And I find that quite fascinating and empowering because I feel like that's something that I can help people with. Um, and in fact, um, that's, I believe that was a big part of my healing journey uh, for myself as well. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. 
If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 